Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have a good friend and a very talented comedian and CEO, owner of Soul Joel's Comedy Club, Joel Richardson. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah. Um, so I'm right now in his new club, and I have to say it's freaking incredible. Like the room is built for comedy. You've got this brick on the one side where the comedian stands. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Well, I, I think uh, you and I both know we performed in a bunch of uh, <laughs> places that are less desirable for comedy, so I knew what had to be done in order to make uh, the room great. Yeah, yeah. I've performed in, in some basements, but not like I've literally performed in like people's basements <laughs> where you're like, all right, I might get murdered today, right. but I'm going to get free food. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, the, the vibe here, and you can see like uh, on, on all the tables, we have, we have candles, and uh, when you dim the lights at night, people just say that they come out and they really love the experience. And just from the set, like they're not just coming to enjoy a comedy show, they, they, they come to enjoy a fun night out. Yeah, no, you, ever since I've met you, I can tell you just have a deep love for comedy and appreciation of what the space does for it and and even just the way you book like you really feel into the energy of your comedians and I've always for, been for a us fan. energy sensitive people we are very sensitive we had that talk years ago yeah. when I did that tour with all yep. of you yep. yeah I just happened to be wearing the same clothes today yes that's so I mean let's just address the <laughs> elephant in the room well right you off. can see in the pictures because I'm gonna post the pictures so I got out of my car and we were we're wearing the same exact outfit jeans black shoes black shirts and then gray jackets which I say I guess sounds pretty typical but how often are you completely matching right. yeah when we haven't seen each other in about what a year maybe two yeah yeah, yeah, we're in the same vibe, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first time I met you, you were working for Valley Forge. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I was there for seven years, and that's actually how this all came about. Um, I knew the old owners, and the new owners came in, and they wanted me to move from Fridays to Thursdays after being on Fridays for seven years. Literally the next day, uh, the town council from Royers Ford came to recruit me, and I was like, that's the universe telling me that I need to move on. And, you know, I couldn't have gotten luckier. I met the, the landlord of this building who's done a, t a tremendous job with the riverfront. His name is Rick Lewis. And ever since I met him, it's been kismet. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, I love how much you pay attention to the signs of the universe and the flow of where it's pushing you. And you're just such a positive person, always wanting to evolve and grow. And you took that opportunity and ran with it. That took years because I used to be so stubborn because I'm a yeah. Taurus. I mean, there's a lot of things that we're all fighting, but I'm like, no, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this work. But now I sit back and realize that you might not see it now, but the better options around the corner and for whatever reason, don't fight whatever is going on. Yeah, the river swims the fish, but we're used to like <laughs> trying to swim upstream, you know, yeah. like, no, I know it's better. And eventually you're like, all right, I'm going to surrender Yeah, and see what the universe has in store for me. And yeah, like Joel just said, it's in Royersford. I have so much trouble saying Royersford. Oh, Can you say it again? Royersford. Royersford. Yeah. Like it's the, in uh, Royersford, Pennsylvania. Like the last name or the car. Because that's actually what, I, what happened. I, I made this video uh, with Joey St. John. He's my marketing manager. And uh, we did this whole thing about finding this place and to promote the opening of the club. And one of the guys that used to come to Valley Forge, he born and raised and he still lives here. He has his own business. He emailed me and he goes, uh, hey, man, uh, congratulations on the club. 
He's like, just so you know, it's Royer's Ford. And he spelled it out. He goes, not Ford, it's Ford. And he's like, but I, I'm thrilled for you. Can't wait for opening night. <laughs> Welcome to the town. Like, basically. I needed to hear that. Don't piss people off. Royer's Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then it's actually easier to say when it's Royer's Ford. Because when yeah. you try to say, like, Royer's Ford, it's like it becomes this, like, weird, like. Twang. Yeah, Royer Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Royer's Ford. Yeah, because yeah. I've been trying to say it on my on my podcast, so now I'll say it correctly. Yeah, so I'm here April 11th. Perfect timing. I'm very excited, and I'm glad I got to see the room beforehand. Yep. Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they're actually building this up to be like the uh, the next uh, Phoenixville or like the Maniunk, like, uh, okay. like Concha Hawkins. They're doing a lot with the riverfront. So um, My friend just moved to Phoenixville. I have to go visit his place soon. I'm just like a pain in the ass about driving places. That's yeah. how you know I love you. I, I was like, do you want to come here? You were like, no. I was yeah. like, damn it. <laughs> well, yeah. that's why I love I've been hanging out with Rick Adana. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Koppel. They're like 10, 15 minutes from me. Yeah, so like, close. Just, you went to high so, school with John, right? Yes. Yeah. So you know Koppel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to high school with him. Upper Dublin. Upper Dublin. Upper Dub. And I'm back, man. It's so wild being back in this area, but I am so loving my life being back in my hometown and how far are you from your mom i'm only like six seven minutes from her so you're close yes yeah yeah but we're we're still going through it the healing journey is an interesting one a bumpy (laughs) one so i love her and i appreciate her but even though she's super close there are weeks of space needed for both of our sakes i believe okay so yeah i never know how much to share on this but well that that that, no i'm the same way i once i went to college in new york uh that's what brought me there and i I lived there for 15 minutes uh 15 minutes (laughs) 15 years um i've never lived under the same roof as my mom you know maybe a summer you know in between semesters or whatever but um i love my mom just under a separate roof yeah I, you know what I hate when people diss people who do live with their parents. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone has the right to choose what works for them and what doesn't like at this point and who knows what could change. I don't think my mom and I would both survive living in the same house. Right. You know what I mean? Like we would just, but like for those who can do it, that kind of community and sharing, it's like, I, I just hate when people think there's a certain, yeah, I hate when people think there's like one certain way to live and then everyone else should get judged. It's like, yeah, people should do what works for them. No, I, I, I uh, there's a bunch of times where I wish it would have been easier for uh, able to live at home. But, uh, you know, I was living in New York and my, and everyone was down here. Um, you know, I would have saved so much money, but I would have pour the money that I was paying for my mortgage. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of times, too, when I'm running my rooms, I, I'd pay my comics before I ever paid my mortgage sometimes. And I'm like, I, I'd rather never short them money than Aww, ever what? Yeah, yeah yeah but that's why guys love me they're like like i never like they get paid right there i'm i'm, I'm uh i'm always i'm never i i know what it's like to be in that situation you've always been such a pleasure to work with seriously the the first show i i got to work with you i was like oh this is a good dude and you booked a solid show that's i think where i met rick Adana. yeah it was uh you brett druck and, uh, Love Brett. Yeah, and uh, Rick Adana. And actually, so we did we did Penn State, a fundraiser, the Friday night. And then the next night, we did my dad's hometown. Actually, all four of my grandparents were from in Western PA, like an hour south of Pittsburgh. And it was a huge theater. We had a fundraiser. I think it was like six or 700 people. And Brett, after that, he was just uh, did the road, I think, with... Um, um, anyway, it doesn't matter, but he was doing the road opening up for, for a big comic, uh, Steve Hofstetter, I think, but, okay. but it doesn't really matter who it was, but he was like, you know, this is great. I've been doing all this road work and doing comedy full time. He goes, I thought I was happy with that. 
Then I just did the theater tonight. I realized, oh no, I got to do theaters. Like no matter what level you're at, it's always like, no, but it could be better. That theater we did, because I got to go on this tour. It was like a mini tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with you guys and Adam Lucidi was there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Well, it's just all good vibes because all the comics, like, even though, like, you have to have somewhat of an ego to do what we do, but, like, to have that uh, energy between the comics that we're all very supportive of each other. And I think that's why comedy has gotten, has evolved as well because all the podcasting and stuff like that, they realized if you guys all work together, cross promote, and have each other yeah. on guests, I think actually comedy has, has evolved that way. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and I said this on a previous podcast about, or that tour we did it was funny people but with like really good hearts and souls and like i mean here you are soul joel so you pay attention to that but it makes a difference like i think it's so easy to get burnt out in the comedy world if you're not around people who are still really kind of like sweet and mushy on the inside as well and unfortunately there are some out there whose egos or whatever blow up to a certain degree where they think you can they can treat people like shit or whatever and that's well i I always say too that there's there's two kind of comics there's a empaths and the fine line between the other side Mm. sociopaths (laughs) that's funny yikes yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's true because yeah because we're all sensitive to be able to go on stage and feel into the audience's energy and even to just feel into life enough to create good, well-crafted jokes, you have to have a sensitivity, but you're right. You could either remain with that intact sensitivity right? or when you fully disconnect as a sensitive person, though, you do become sociopathic because they can still feel in to like what would hurt you and Very stuff. aware. Yes. But they don't pull, they just take, take, take. Well, there is a little bit of, not a little bit, there's a bunch of this culture in the comedy community um, where it became... And I don't hate roast battles. I don't hate them. I think that there's a positive to some degree to the back and forth. Audiences love them. Audiences love them. They're not for me. I don't think. I, I could probably rap battle in a funny way. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're trying to get into the rap game? <laughs> well, you know I put out Lavia game. Got bullied hard for it. But um callback. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm working on my freestyle skills mostly with children. Um, <laughs> because I'm more powerful. No, yeah. there. No, I, I don't know what happened. Like rec- like one of my friends was like, she like made me rap battle her twelve year old, and like little did she know I was just watching Wild and Out for a whole week, like hoping that I would get to turn around your friends here. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> Joey, this is Kate. Hi, I'm Kate. We're podcasting, so now you're going to be on here. Awesome. Yeah. Like the Soul Joel's hat. Did not know we had hats. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're getting to the hat game. All right. Yeah. We got to have merch. Anyway, I was ready to take on this 12-year-old. He may or may not have beat me, but that's because I forget what rhymed with hymens, but I, I was rapping and I said something like, that's why you'll never bust all those hymens. And I was like, wait, I don't think I should have said that to a 12-year-old. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And I, so then I had to like take it back a couple notches and then my flow wasn't as good because I couldn't say exactly what I wanted to but I also didn't want to get arrested yeah so what uh what um kind of spurred you to open uh to, to do your album did you think it was time like are you working on new material that you wanted to wrap up oh I, li- I like how you're now the host of it I appreciate it because my mind can just go so ADD you're did, like Kate did, did I just pull back the race thank you I appreciate it <laughs> I was about to connect to the mermaid realm no um <laughs> 
How did we get here? Let's see. So what made me want to do the album? Yeah, I've so I've been doing comedy for a while and I did the one and I really enjoyed it. And I have a, an hour's worth of material that I just wanted to almost get out of my system as well. Like, you know, when you just get it out, put it out in a certain way, I feel like it's going to help me um, revitalize and get a whole new. Because then you want new material. Yeah. People know those jokes. You, they don't want to come out and hear the same jokes. Exactly. So I'm just ready to kind of release this and honor it too. Like I've worked my ass off. Some of the jokes are eight years old, not right. all of them, but some. And I'm like, I want to put that out, get it on serious, you know, like, and I'm ready to, to kind of start a whole new set of material. Well, it's funny because a lot of comics that have been here, uh, Mark DeMeo is one of them, who act Hilarious. and perform, but they love the space because it's intimate. And even though it's, I don't want to say only, but it's 150 people, a lot of times because the space is so intimate, it feels like it's 300. Yeah. So after you performed here... Uh, it was a fun Thursday night fundraiser. I think we had about just just under a hundred people. He was like t- asking me and telling me that this space would be such a good idea to record at. But you didn't even see the space, and and you recorded. You, you wanted to record here, so I, I'm very excited to. to you're going to be the first comic that yes. re- records an so, album. So so well, this is the thing that people don't even know yet because so I'm recording my album at the Stress Factory right. March 29th. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm like, well, now I got to catch people up. Right. So I'm recording at the Stress Factory March 29th. Another incredible club. I'm not reading the cue cards properly. <laughs> <laughs> he took the reins too hard for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Who's driving? No, us? it's fine. Let me just catch people up. So, so I am recording March 29th. Come out, come out. Anyone in the Jersey area? Hello. Um, but then I have because a lot of people when they record their album they do two shows right in one night, and I did that my first one. Honestly, I can do it, but like I prefer to spread it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I asked Joel because I already had. We were already going to book me for show, but I was like, hey, could we also possibly record that night? And you yeah. were like, well, what was funny? Because I'm recording with Aaron Hodges. Yeah. You lucky dog. Did I say that right? Is it you lucky dog? I totally forgot that that's the name of his company. I'm yeah. Like, you, you're, already, you're already talking to him. You lucky dog. You lucky dog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you were already talking to him. Yeah. So you were like, it was such a weird synchronicity there. And um, yeah, so. I know him through Shuli. So so I managed Shuli and uh and and he, I was at his taping. And I love Shuli, by yeah, the way. And Aaron was talking to me about um doing shows here, showcase, and also recording future artists here. And and you happened to. And then I was like, Yeah, have you heard of? Jump to the front of the line. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to meet Aaron years ago when he was working with Emma Wilman on the check okay. spot. Okay. So she had me do like a ten minute spot, and that's where I met him. And he like recorded the ten minutes and put it right up on Sirius. And like he's just so, he's a freaking. This it's another thing. Such a good dude. Yeah. Professional as hell. Yeah. Like, I love both. Like, be a badass at what you do, but be a good human. And he just, I just, and I don't even know him that well, but right. it just stuck with me. I was like, he's a boss and a kind dude. Yeah. Well, it's so funny, too, because uh, I, I used to work and manage uh, Giannis Pappas, and Giannis was in the car, and he told uh, James Mattern that he should embrace being a host because he's the best. He's like, you could be the best that ever lived at hosting. Be a host. And then for me, he was like, yeah, I could be a funny 20-minute stand-up. He's like, but you could be the best that ever lived at producing and you love doing it. I love putting the show together and, and the audiences and, and then bringing up the comics. And like, these are my guys. Yeah. And, uh, or, you know, what, you know, girls. But he, uh, it's, it's just an unbelievable feeling to, to realize that someone else noticed that I, that I have that. And so... I put all my energy into it. Yeah, I still like to perform, 
but I don't sit there and write jokes. I'll just uh, try to put my, all my energy into something you know, yeah. that I'm good at. Yeah. Well, it's an art form for you. I can see it. You, you have a certain aesthetic too. Like I said, this room, it's perfect for comedy. Like you nailed it. And, but it has its unique qualities to right. it for sure. I mean, the building you're in, you said it used to be. So yeah. So, so this actually space um, was the apartment for the owners of the factory, it was called Stove Works, downstairs where they actually manufactured these wood-burning stoves. That's and they awesome. still have it just to keep some of the um, So this was the nostalgia. apartment. So yeah, this is the apartment. That's why there's still a kitchen wow. over there. And uh, and yeah, that was, um, it was that, that's how it was. This and, would be a gorgeous apartment too. Yeah, it was great, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I, as I told you off the air, um, that it overlooks the water. And you know, Casey Aurora was here the second night and uh, asked the audience how many times I told him it overlooks the Schuylkill River without realizing that we opened two days after Daylight Savings. So it kind of went away, but now we just <laughs> sprung ahead, and now it, uh, People you know, will it's enjoy. Back. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. Just knowing you're on a river, even if you can't see it, yeah. is important. And we're also right by the railroad tracks. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear that a lot at night? Uh, only like once during the show and it's normally like at, at, a, at a perfect time where the comics like kind of run with it and he goes oh this is a stop uh, Mike Somerville goes this is a stop it's the Reading Railroad like when you used to play Monopoly like that's the Reading Railroad yeah 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 so that's like the Reading Railroad that you always hear about yeah so it goes Reading to Philadelphia and uh whoa Reading Railroad but, wait but they they stopped being a stop in like uh I think 1982 so Monopoly's built on real ass places yeah yeah yep I think I knew that, but it just reclicked. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it clicked to me when I heard about it. Yeah, absolutely. But Mike Sommerville Monopoly's goes, the longest fucking game ever. Do you like playing Monopoly? I do, probably for a half hour to an hour. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what are we doing here? After hours and hours, you're like, yeah. I got a kid to feed, a mortgage <laughs> to pay, like a real mortgage, not a Monopoly mortgage. My six-year-old nephew uh, just played my mom for the first time, and he beat my mom and his older sister that's 11. Really? He's just unbelievable. And he just took the advice. And my mom told him to buy all the properties, put houses on them. Eventually, it's going to pay. So he just bought, bought everything and took my mom's advice and beat them. All right. So I like. I, where do we go from here? I don't mind being, beating little kids at board games. Oh, you don't? You, you keep it real? I'll keep it real. Okay. No, I'll go a little easier maybe. But if a little kid is getting real cocky, I'm like in my head, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to beat him. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't care that you're three. School hard knocks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to beat you. Yeah. All right, let's do some cars real quick, and then we'll get back to... Let's talk about the corona after we do. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you pick three cards, Joel, that are speaking to you. All right, we got two. And this is my mini tarot deck, everyone, since I want to give you a visual. Okay, so first we're going to go with the Four of Swords. Sounds good, but I'm not sure. Well, I mean, they're all good. Oh, right, in a sense. Right. I mean, they're all just messages, but this is a message of still being in your head a lot. And I think you've done a lot of work with worrisome thoughts and obsessive thoughts. But just knowing that when those thoughts start running in and start like claiming your brain, whether it's worry or what's going to happen or just trying to predict a future thing that we can't even really predict... It's, it's taking some distance and a rest from when those thoughts are coming instead of entering them. So Pima Chadron has a quote that I'm always talking about. You are the sky. Everything else is the weather. So like if you're in an anxiety storm or just trying to analyze something that really you can't analyze yet because you just don't know how it's going to go, 
be like, I don't have to get swept up in this. I can, you don't want to have to throw the worry out because that just almost makes it come back harder. It's hilarious. Uh, I don't want to get into it, but I, I have a meeting at 2.15 that completely... That goes along with... With the, this, yes. So just, you, you can acknowledge it's there. These worries are here, these running thoughts. They can be here, and I'm, I'm doing my hand, everyone, like that's further away from my body, instead of having them here so close to you and just watching them like, okay, there are these fears, there are these anxieties, but I'm going to titrate, pull back and have some space between me and that energy system instead of having to merge with it. I can just watch it and know somehow you're being protected by the universe, you're being looked after and everything's unfolding. It's that river swims the fish kind of thing again. It's like, so I don't have to be in an attack mode. No, you can, you can settle more into your body. You already are a beast. You already are a very brilliant man. So you don't have to always be on like that hypervigilant, oh my gosh, and entering every system. Very difficult, Kate. I know. It's, I work with I this mean, too. You yeah. are very smooth in telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's accepting it. <laughs> it's, it's also just exercises. You know what I mean? It's like... And trust me, I battle anxiety, depression, and I do this work of when that system is present and it wants to take me in with it, because depression has a different thing than anxiety. Depression is like a sinkhole. Right. You know, anxiety is like a whole other frenetic energy. But when it's present, I go, okay, you're present. This energy system's here. Sometimes it's like breathing down my chest. It's so, and you know, and I just say, I don't have to merge with this. I don't have to get rid of it. I can just say, okay, this is present and yet find my peace amongst all that chaos right. that's going on. That's what they said anxiety is. It's, it's uh, not living in the presence. It's whether you're w- living in the past or the future to your thoughts. I don't know, that's, <laughs> someone else told me that. Sometimes also anxiety could be just like an energy that we're processing as anxiety, but it could be something totally different. Like if a storm's coming, our bodies, cause we're animals right. might be picking up on, Oh my God, <laughs> we are a storm's animals. coming. We're animals <laughs> yeah. and we forget. And animals have that um, intuitive instinctual thing that they pick up on. So sometimes we're picking up on who knows what it could be star systems. It could be weather systems. It's, it's just saying like, I, I, I want to be present to it. It's not about not feeling it. It's more about having a bit of space, though, so you're not enveloped by the thing and becoming a whole ball of anxiety instead of just being like, oh, there's some anxiety here, but I'm not entering it in the same way. Okay. But it takes freaking time. Yeah, absolutely. And and belief, because at first you're like, it's hard to almost believe that you're not the thing itself, especially when you're in like something like depression and your whole being is sinking with it it's really hard to know you can take space from that feeling. Do you ever battle depression or no? It is awful. Um, you, you know, it does run in my family a little bit, but uh, I think I used to when, when I was at the other place. And I say the other place, not to. Um, but now that I know I'm in a... So people are like, oh, you must be stressed out because now I have a staff, you know, and, and I have, uh, you know, an actual rent here at the, at the space. But... The universe has provided like like I thought I was gonna have to live off of um, or, or I should say rely on my previous fan base. I have like an email list of like four thousand people from from where I was, and all these people used to come out all the time. Twenty five percent or less of every show. So I was like, you know, who's here for the first time and who's been uh, who's been here before? It's always twenty five percent or less of the crowd. So I've created 
this space of, of this need of people that, that just love to come out um, and whether they didn't want to go to New York or didn't want to go to Philadelphia to fight traffic and now they're all around here. So I've created this whole new fan base and it's unbelievable, but that's, that's taught me not to worry. So when I used to, and I was at other place, I, I was dealing so much, you know, with with not being in control. Not to be in control is a necessity, but yeah. when you don't have that control and you can't make decisions which you think are, are good for for the club or the comics or the audience, and you you just have all these other um, components that yeah. now being here, it's just all worked out. Yeah, and I that think, was long winded. Sorry. No, it's fine. And I think also a part of all of this is we take on things from our parents and the parents' parents. So we're not just healing our own anxieties or depression. We're also learning how to navigate right. around it and make life choices that maybe they couldn't make where we're actually following the flow that bring us into situations where we can worry less. Right. You know, yeah, exactly. and knowing we deserve to have less stress in our lives. There was two months last uh, summer, uh, July and August, when I knew I was going to be leaving and opening this spot up, and then all of a sudden, two weeks later, oh, I don't know if you believe in this. So um, it's funny because I've attracted people like us into my life, and I was running into my place in New Jersey. Um, I live right around the Delaware River, and all of a sudden, I was running down this little path. It's like all of a sudden, I jumped over a snake. It was like, and it was like seven feet long, and I kept, wow. I was like, ah. Like I, I like I shrieked a little bit, just natural reaction, and because I'm a man, and I got like seven or eight paces, and I stopped, and I go, well, don't keep running, because you're not you're gonna forget where that snake is. So I turned around, and it started slithering across, because I was throwing sticks at it, and I was trying to get it out of the way. But I took a picture and I posted it on Facebook, and someone messaged me the meaning and symbolism. Mm of a snake crossing your path and it said you're about to shed that dead skin and you're about to your life's about to go through a transformation and uh that's when um richie byrne signed um with me and 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 i became and represent and then ever since then i've, I've attracted new team members and i completely i didn't tell him this but like right before he did that i was like 10 days bef uh, away from foreclosing on my house and it completely transformed my whole life. Like it, him join, and, and it's all come up since then. Last summer, it happened again. Different snake, different time. And then, literally a week later, I met the guy Rick Lewis here, and um, the same the same woman who who told me about that. She's like, it's happening again. So it's just funny how how the symbolism of that. Yeah. But it just makes me aware, like you said, the signs of the universe. Yes. But they were, both were very true. Yes, and you're right on about snake symbolism. So whoever told you that is accurate. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I Googled it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. <laughs> no, but I did a lot of reading, and, it, and it's true. Like, you know, whether you believe it or not, like, I mean, you know, you come in contact with, like, squirrels all the time. You're not going to say squirrels, but, like... Oh, I still. <laughs> I'm, like, squirrel medicine. Because I, I feel very squirrely a lot. I love squirrels. In, in the place that I'm renting... I was trying to make a Northeast example. I know. I'm, like, no, I still... I, I, I'm I happen to love acorns, so... <laughs> I do like, I was going to say, I do like nuts and that sounded really, I didn't even mean that sexually. And then I was like, okay, but, um, there's, there's like a little squirrel family that lives almost like in the roof and like, you can hear, like, they're so close they're scur- to me. Scurrying. Yeah. And I love it. Like, I'm like, it makes me feel at ease that there's like a little squirrel family right above me. Okay. Um, but anyway, yes. Paying attention to the animal kingdom and the signs that they bring. It's huge. And I was talking to Rick Adana about that because he's been having, I don't know if you've been seeing his Instagram stories, these different animals that keep coming to him when he's like writing or even just like chilling. He, he also attracts us sensitive people. Like animals can feel that energy and they feel safer coming up to us, even if it's a snake, you know? Well, it's funny because uh, him, him and his wife just bought a house. And uh, he told, he's like, you know, he's stressing. And I was like, buddy, I was like, the universe is going to provide. And he got all this, like a Disney cruise and all this other road work. And he's never been in a better place. And I go, what I tell you, he's like, yeah, I didn't think about it, but you're right. He's like, you know, it's all been taken care of. He's one of my favorite humans ever. And once again, thank you for even introducing me to him years ago. But it's been such a pleasure getting to work with him and some others on certain projects and it's so cool having like that creative flow come through and also having the person just be yeah. an awesome human. And talented, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's been slept on, everyone. That's my opinion. Um, okay, so now we've got Eight of Pentacles, and it was reversed. This is so interesting. Eight of Pentacles energy, It's eight is strength. It's also when you put an eight on its side, the infinity symbol. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so think about like that regeneration. You know what I mean? Like continuous life force. Um, the positive and the negative in a battery and that flow continue, continuing to go forever and ever. It's like an eternal force. So that's in there with this work ethic for you. So what's interesting is like you're already used to putting your head down and going and going, don't forget to once again find the joy and be in the moment as you're building all Reflect. that you are. Yeah, and like it, even when you're putting your head down and working, like putting your hand down on the table and being like, I'm here in this present moment. I can feel this. I can enjoy it. Don't forget to be in your body while you're building this empire that you've been building for a while. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. And I love this as like the closing up of it. King of Pentacles. Boom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, what a powerful person you are. And Pentacles energy is manifestation energy. It's like 
the physical benefits of, of being alive and doing our spiritual work and just how incredible it is to even be a manifested being. To even be alive is a trip when you really allow yourself to think about that. So King of Pentacles is, is someone who's mastered the ability to create and manifest, which completely is you. They almost call this card like the king of the world. Like I can create what is meant to be mine and what I am deserving of. It's someone who deserves and appreciates things like fabrics and nice things um, with the ability to build it. Um, you just want to make sure that you're constantly doing the spiritual work, which you do, to make sure that you're manifesting what's in alignment okay. with your truth, which once again, it's, it, that's already happening because you were, you were at Valley Forge, you were able to manifest a great job, but that was a bit, became a bit out of alignment with your truth that wasn't feeling as good. And then you listened and you moved and you shifted and the universe, you know, brought things to you and you were able to manifest something way closer to your truth and navigate. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. So just like keep claiming your power. That's pretty cool. Manifesting your bomb ass life. Yeah. I love it. I, uh, you never know what you're going to get, but it's funny how, you know, just random three cards told a story. Yeah, and it goes right in. <laughs> I love that it's soul, Joel, because I'm always talking about soul. Um, so let's get into the corona. How are you feeling about the coronavirus? Well, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> so my dad lives in China. Oh, really? Yeah, he's um, he's bought and sold electronics his whole life. And now, um, instead of going through the middleman, he goes over himself and, and gets them right from the factory. So for the last, like, five years, he's spent at least eight months a year over there and he has a place and, and then he'll come back for a month or two at a time and, and spend time with, you know, my sisters and, and their kids. So with his grandkids and now for whatever reason this year, he actually spent Ch the Chinese new year over there. And now the factories because of the coronavirus haven't opened up since. Oh no. So I think it was the Friday, January 27th or 28th, whatever that Friday was. Um, they haven't, they had literally haven't opened since then. Um, so it's like super duper bad over there. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he had money saved up and stuff like that, but now it's been, you know, about a month and a half and they keep saying, Oh, they're going to open by this date. They're going to open by this date, but then it keeps getting worse. So they keep pushing it down. And he told me, um, cause I thought how crazy it was that I'm doing a show, um, this week in my hometown and last Monday. So it was like two weeks away. The lady emailed Monday morning, 10 days away you know, what should we do? Should we just not? I'm like, well, you can't. It's all, it's almost like terrorism. Yeah. You're like, you can't live your life like that just because I go, you know, you know how it is doing comedy. I mean, I, I do like five, six shows a week, whether I'm there or not. And I'm like, none of these audiences have said anything. I haven't thought about it, but like, you can't let them win. Or are you going to, you have a better chance of winning the lottery. But, uh, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy, but he, he told me to start saving because you don't know if it's going to get worse and this could start affecting my audiences. And I was like, why did you even put that energy out in the universe? It's because he's getting affected so bad. Yeah. And he doesn't know if it's gonna, that's going to happen here. Yeah, I was talking about it 
with my boyfriend a bit, and he was like, let's stop going down that road once again. He's like, you know how many times I've worried about something right. that never came to fruition? Right. And I mean, we can all relate to that, of just spending so much energy on worrying on a possible outcome. I didn't want him to manifest it, but he's been quarantined to his his apartment yeah. over there. And he said even if he tried to come over here, he has to uh, be quarantined literally two weeks there and then two weeks here. So if I wanted, if uh, today I wanted to see him, I would have to wait two weeks, uh, four weeks that's insane I didn't know that so if he flew yeah 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 well I heard in some news thing today that it's slowing in China and South Korea yeah 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 they they're less of like every day every day like they said like Monday okay now they're gonna open back up so I think they're finally getting to the point where it's they're gonna open back up but because of Chinese New Year a lot of people left the city of Shenzhen where he's at right next to Hong Kong they went back to their um, villages mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like an hour away. But because of travel, they can't get on the trains to then go back. So that's why the factories, it's such a trickle down effect. And Wild. now all those all those products that you see made in China have not been manufactured now for six weeks. Wow. So it's having a trickle and down effect. And here we had uh, the stock markets just plummet. Right. So, you know, for me, we don't know what's going to happen here. A couple schools, I believe, closed um today just to like contain it i don't know what they're doing but i just feel like talk about the universe and and having to just surrender to whatever is going on yeah and i have different theories doesn't mean they're true about why things like the corona are just stop eating bats are coming (laughs) yeah seriously don't eat bats if anyone is eating a bat do not do that but um are people eating bats that's where it came from are you serious? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Oh, what... I didn't even know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were being funny. People no. are eating bats? No, that's why I got into producing. I can't be funny. I just... <laughs> no, yeah, that's what... Yeah, they. Where? In China? In China, yeah. Well, motherfucker, stop eating bats. Yeah. And cats and dogs, too. <laughs> I don't even mean that in, like, a fucking racist way, though. Like, they really... Like, I don't... Like, I've seen some of the uh, fur trade videos from China where they were, like literally skinning dogs alive for their fur Ugh. one of the worst fucking things i saw in my 20s you know I, what i mean I probably wouldn't be as informed about this if my dad wasn't living there but yeah that's what he told me oh my god yeah so but also here like factory farming needs to totally chill like we need to find other i'm not saying everyone needs to be a vegetarian i'm not a strict vegetarian anymore but the way that we kill animals, it can't be like, like these motherfuckers in factory farms are fingering turkeys and shit before they kill them off. I swear. I'm like, y'all, like get, get your lives together, some of you. If you're fingering a turkey, like that's never okay. Like I'm a really not judgmental person. No matter what day of the week turkeys. it is. <laughs> never. It's never the day of the week to finger a turkey. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to call this podcast fingering a turkey because that just went through for a second. And I was like, no, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm going to call this Soul Joel, I believe. Okay, perfect. Dedicated to you. Um, but, uh, okay, well, now we kind of do, do know where it originated from. And now it makes sense why Mother Earth's pissed. If y'all are eating bats and fingering turkeys, get your lives together. But um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many different ways it can go. But I, I think the corona in general is showing us how vulnerable we all are, are, how vulnerable every system is, whether it's a public school system, a factory travel it's like we are all so susceptible and vulnerable to life and i think the more sensitive we become to ourselves and the kids around us etc the more things like this won't have to pop up to get our attention well it's funny whether it's social media or actually in person like you know before this i just came from the gym i've never seen more people 
wipe down the machines, people telling you know other people, wash your hands. And it's like, oh yeah, that's just called being a good person. Like I, I understand wash your hands before you eat, but it's it's forcing other people to like check society, like <laughs> wash your hands. It's like, yeah, I was going to anyway. Seriously, everyone wash your hands. I wasn't always the best at it, but I got good at it five years ago. Yeah. I'm not going to say it like I've always been a hand washer, you know, on the frontier of that. I used to be more of a dirt bag. You know what I mean? But like, by, by the way, you became a mother well before five years ago. So that is hilarious. I meant 13 years ago. <laughs> Thank you, Joel, for calling me out. Well, I was just like, no, I am. I've got a lot of dirt bag. In I was me. like, what happened five years ago? I think I started making jokes on stage about how sometimes I wouldn't wash my hands. And then oh, like okay, once okay. you like say it to like a whole right. group of people, you're like, I should maybe fix that. Well, I, 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 lo- I love how I love how you're like, how honest should I be on this podcast? I'm like, that was pretty honest. Yeah. Five years ago, I started really washing my hands. <laughs> I mean, my whole life. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I've got dirt. Like, I need to still wash my sheets. I've been sleeping on my sheets for two full months. Some people wash their sheets constantly some people go like years like i i went to bed last night and i had like like i could smell a little smell on it and i was like kate you got to get your life together yeah you know what happened like, two, years, two, two, two months ago i moved in <laughs> exactly <laughs> joel stop telling them all my secrets that is that's when it got, they got was it really? yeah <laughs> that's why i washed them I, I was just throwing a little guest together no that you you keep nailing it perfectly you're like five years yeah You've been a mom for quite some time. Yeah, showing. I had Shane washing his hands. Shout out to Shane. Hi, Shane. He killed his choir. So he's in regional choir, which okay. is very hard to get into. I can imagine. And he, yeah. I went to his concert, and him and six other kids opened it with the Star Spangled Banner. Best Star Spangled Banner I've ever heard. I almost in your unbiased started, opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, it was okay. And I almost started bawling right then and there. And then I said, Kate, not today. You can feel this, and you don't have to be the parent weeping yeah. in front of everyone. You Too know, late. Keep it together. You already went through a bag Spider of Spider tattoo on my neck and tears. Too Which much. Which is hilarious because you pointed to the other side of your neck that doesn't have it on you. <laughs> I don't even know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got them in a manic state. <laughs> I keep nailing it. I don't know what you're doing over there. <laughs> You're right. They are on this side. I'm like spiders on my neck as I point to the wrong side of my you're neck. You're not even looking into a mirror to be like, it's over here. How? You're right. They are here. <laughs> Whatever, Joel. This has been fun, though. <laughs> Joel's like, this is really fun. Yeah. Picking you apart. No, you haven't been picking me apart. I like when people... That's actually what I like about my boyfriend, too, is like he's able to call things out about right. me that like... But not in a mean way, just in a way where I have to look at a thing and be like, oh, you're right. Well, you know... I love I, people who can do that. I actually tell my girlfriend that that's the reason why I'm probably so overly sensitive because I was raised by a single mother with two younger sisters. So I was the only male in the house. And I don't know why they told yes. me this, but women live together. They're supposed to cycle together. Well, mine didn't. So literally, <laughs> li- yeah, literally, they all cycled a different week. So I had one week of the month that I was like, I don't know. Oh, it's no one this week. Okay. Like, so I- You knew I, when they were having their period. I know I did not. I did not. But they just decided to tell me like- You had a family period chart. Everyone had a market <laughs> for Joel. <laughs> no, but I was like, why am I always feel like I'm fighting with one of them? And they're like, oh, that's because we cycle differently. I don't think I get feisty on my period, but that's going to be something- only my boyfriend will know when we're living together. He might be like, no, you are a maniac. Right. This way. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm not affected by it, but yeah. someone who could be living with me and knowing, they'd be like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, because he picks out, 
he, he'll be like, okay, if we're hanging out for this hour and a half, he'll be like, always the last 20 minutes, I start to do this particular thing where I start to get like <laughs> real sad about a thing. Like, I don't want to go too into it, but like, I'm like, oh shit, I do do that. Right. So I love, I love, cause I'm all into consciousness and learning more about myself. So I love when someone can be like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, 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 I forgot to finish that thought too. Like, I think that made me uh, listen better, be more sensitive and, you know, having that, you know, in my household, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's made me intuitive, like, Well, you already aware. are empathic. Right, yeah. right, right, but, yeah. It tuned it up a million times. Yeah. Good for you, man. It's not easy. Well, this is where we're all being pushed to go to get more into our sensitivities, and I really, I really am hoping, at least, that with this corona thing, that all it really does, I mean, I know some people are dying and so I'm not saying all it really does because I know like it's, it's causing a lot of destruction, but I'm Some of you aren't going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Some of you ain't going to make it whether it's the Corona or not. Okay. Um, some of y'all don't deserve dumb joke. <laughs> oh, sharp left. Yeah. We made a sharp. Well, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going down this path, but we made. Be a kinder Kate, yeah. a kinder Kate. No. And actually Kate pointed to the left and she made a right. <laughs> That's what we're at. <laughs> I could easily go down though, like a road where I'm like, let me tell you who doesn't deserve to live, you know, and I don't want to do that. Well, how did Joel get lost? Well, he thought he was following Kate. <laughs> Turns out he was. All of a sudden I go into like a really like, I'm sociopathic. I'm like, you're all going to die. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So. <laughs> this is Kate pulling back the reins. Let me pull. Yeah. Let's. I'm going to try to pull back my own reins. Um. I'm hoping that at the end, the corona doesn't, you know, reap a ton of more destruction, but instead it like awakens people to things that we have to change anyway. Right, right. Like really, like I'm, I, I think the public school system is horrendous for the most part and needs to change just in its flexibility, more active learning, less homework. I just don't like how kids feel like they're going to a prison every day. And I think same with like different, I know you and I, our work environments are different, but for those who have like that strict nine to five and feel right. terrified to be sick and miss a day, all of that needs to change. People need to start enjoying their lives. Sickness really and disease come up from people being disconnected from their souls, hating their lives. And then disease and stuff can really come through in that place and stop eating bats. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Who the uh, fuck is eating a bat? Well, to to actually, I got a bat tattoo on here. I'm repping the bats. Uh oh, and the dragons. Don't Love eat dragons it. either. Love it. But um, to to kind of uh, illustrate your point a little further, um, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Like not being fearful of like questioning whether or not you're sick or staying home. Like if they're really sick. Don't come in and make other people sick. Like, and, and listen, I love the fact that a lot of my comics won't cancel on me on stage. Oh, I'm coming April 11th. I'm here with or without Corona. But one of, one of the comics. <laughs> corona ain't stopping me from April 11th. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> we got some extra plugs there. I love it. But he, uh, he came here and he literally like was so sick he didn't want to shake my hands, but then went on stage and coughed all over the microphone because it, well, he was just breathing heavy and it's like. Then two days later, I mysteriously was sick, and I never get sick. And I'm like, oh, that's because I was gripping the same microphone. Yeah, when and it's your like, comics hocked a loogie into the microphone, right. and then you were like breathing into but it. But in my head, I'm like, I think I would have been better at uh, letting, like, him being okay with him canceling, getting another comic than, oh, he's such a trooper. 
Yeah, and then like you're hawking up lugs right. the next day. No. and So, th- so that's your point. Uh, yes. Yeah. And that's even, comedy is a little different, but I also agree and appreciate what you're saying. But like for a job where it's like every day, if you're sick and you wake up and your body's like needs rest. Right. I feel like there should be more freedom and just kindness towards people of like, yeah, stay home, rest. And some people can work from home too. It's like there just needs to be less of this like militant, you know, grab yourself by the bootstraps and get in and push through your limitations. Like that makes people sick. I have some friends, especially when they have kids where like they keep getting re-sick and re-sick, whether it's like a virus or a flu or whatever. It's like people need to just chill a little bit, but the whole system needs to change where once again, no matter what your career is, they have that built in where it's like, if you, if you're sick, they'll survive. Same with schools, though. Like, I hate, like, when a kid feels like they can't miss school. It's right. like, that shit pisses me off. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, my my, uh, my niece and my nephew both, I, I guess they make a big deal of, like, you don't miss the first 100 days. They're like, this is my 100th day. I got it. Because I guess they've been, it's, yeah. you know, Which is kind of adorable. Right. Like, there's a there's an adorableness if that, if that can come naturally. Right. You know, but, yeah, there's a conditioning there. And it's like... I mean, you can celebrate it if you want, but I think it should also be celebrated. Like I stayed home 10 of those days cause I wasn't feeling well and I was able to rest my body, even though I knew these teachers or these people were going to kind of give me hell about it. It's like, yeah. take care of your system. Yeah. Rest. Uh, so, so to not to switch In subjects, peace. but no, I, I'm joking. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> Sharp left again. Like, Hey, <laughs> Are we going in circles now? She just keeps turning left. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus. <laughs> so uh, so it's it's funny now that I open a place that's so close to where my niece and nephew live. And one of the comics grew up in the same school district where uh, my, my, my niece goes. And one of the comics, well, not one, but his brother is, he, he, so he used to be a teacher there. And now his brother is still a teacher here. He, he does comedy full time. But... Um, when I when I talked to the brother, he said, "Oh, tell your your niece if you have, she ever sees me, um, say hi." So a week later, she ends up seeing. It. She goes, "Oh, my uncle told told her to say hi," and he goes, "Oh my," went on and on. And and she actually has sold Girl Scout cookies here in the lobby, so she's able to like feel so cool, go in the green room, Aww. say hi to the comics, and she feels like she's the cool kids club. How old is she? Eleven. But she's like an old soul, so like she's like Shane, like you know she he can she can sit down in a conversation and talk to adults and not like she actually feels like she's privileged to be a part yeah. of a conversation. So it's cool. But she said when she was talking to this um, teacher in particular, and then another teacher, her actual teacher, walked by and was like, "Your uncle Soljo? I've been to that club. I've heard all about." It. And she kind of looked at her like, "Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of something here," and like almost big timed her teacher, who was about to give her a grade, by the way, and Hilarious. she was like, "No, I'm in." Like almost gave her the hand, like the proverbial hand, like not now. I'm in the middle of something. So I was like, <laughs> "Kids are just mini adults in kids' bodies." Without without knowing how to be politically correct or incorrect, yeah. they're just spitting whatever they're feeling. That's why I love most kids. It's because at least they're real. Some right. kids are just fucking assholes. Do you know right. what I mean? I don't care you're a kid. It's like, you're an asshole. I don't know whose responsibility that was that dropped the ball. It's coming from in here. and it's <laughs> <laughs> I do keep going dark, by the way, a little bit. Oh, I don't care. No, I I'm don't. I'm appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks, thanks again for having me. <laughs> and here the world falls apart. No, um, I don't even know where to. Sorry, Joel. I just took that. You keep going with what you were saying. Uh, I, Instead no, of yeah. me calling kids assholes. No, I'm just saying like kids are often adults in kids' bodies. And like when they are made to feel powerless or when adults demean them or belittle like oh you're just a kid you don't know what love is or you don't know what this is you don't know what life's about that makes kids start to hold in all this pain and then they erupt as they like hit adolescence or whatever it's like we just need to start treating every being yeah like they deserve respect and to be heard um (laughs) take your sick days dudes take your sick days my my uh my nephew just turned uh turned six he FaceTime me the other night and I was like so I don't have kids but I'm a proud uh, uncle and I have nieces and nephews and he FaceTimed me and I, he was like oh you know I was just thinking about you and I wanted to I was like oh that's so nice he goes and my mom and my sister are watching a movie so I'm bored and you're my only contact I'm like oh why why did you need to say that after Honesty, like it's beautiful so just like you he made a sharp right <laughs> And I, I was like, that was so adorable. Like, he just reached out to me, and I felt so special. Like, he would think about me at a time like this. He goes, no, it's because he's bored, and he's the only person. I, I'm the only person he can call. Yeah, but that first of all, that honesty is so real. adorable. The so real. The fact that he felt safe telling you that, though, and that you still probably laughed and stayed on the phone. Like, yeah. that's what everyone wants. Real intimacy is being able to be honest yeah. and still have that Not person back. love. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's truly how he was feeling. And I don't, you know, being comics, you're like, I embrace. And I feel it's like when you're a comic in real life, I mean, not in real life, people know that, they... I don't know, tend to either try to make you laugh more. I think yeah. they try to be silly around us, which yeah. also I also embrace because for whatever reason, if that's, that's, they're making that to go down that road, that's what, or whether we're doing it on purpose or naturally, yeah. like it's making them in a good place, which is also part of our job. And I think it's great. We're manifested here to have fun. Right. And to laugh. And most people fucking hate their lives. Right. They just do. That's a truth. The only thing I ask them is not to tell me, like, if they want to tell me a joke, tell me one of yours. Don't just recite some email joke that you got in your inbox this True. morning. Because that drives me insane. But after, I don't mind if they call it to a, uh, a, sh- a show and want to tell me something funny. Yeah. But it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Do they, people do that to you? Yeah, a lot. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a bitch in general though with certain things. Like not when little kids want to say something funny for the most part, I'm like, all right. But like when an adult starts like, let me tell you this full story. I'm a bitch now. I start lighting them at three minutes if it's not exciting. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's with my actual phone or I'm like, where's the punchline in this story? I've just decided, cause you know how like back, like in your head, you'll start thinking like, when will this person this is brutal yeah yeah i've decided to try to be more like a kid and be like i love you but like this story's boring the fuck out of me right are you picking up on the i checked out energy that's you know some people don't oh really yeah and it's it's usually i check out a lot and it pisses me off when people aren't noticing i'm checking out i have one friend she's like you're not listening i finally joked with her i was like make your story more exciting yeah (laughs) Right. Don't put that all on me. Right. Don't make that. It's yeah. not my fault I'm around the funniest comedians in the world all the time and I have a high fucking standard. So with that that being said, what you're saying, I'll sit here at this very table for the shows. This is actually the table I sit at in the back of the room and 
certain people that always come to my shows, they want to stand next to me and talk to me. And I just go, listen, I am the most approachable, the easiest person to talk to, but I got into this business because I enjoy the comics that I book. And, and also, I cut a bitch. Hashtag soul Joel. I'll cut right into your soul. But like, don't talk to me in the middle of a show. Like, this is my hour and a half that I also use to like laugh and enjoy I it. I want to see you headbutt someone. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You just headbutt them down. Kate also is a life coach, so uh, <laughs> inbox her for more gems like this. I'm all about peace and surrender and kicking a motherfucker's ass. Yeah. Well, my healing work took me into claiming this part of myself because, like, I'm I'm so over humans in general, whether they're healers or spiritual or not, that just pretend to be like, oh, I'm always nice and kind I never have a bad thought I definitely never shit or poop like get the fuck out of here I can't with that stuff anymore like we all have a shadow side work with it you know that's why I love kids kids are so much able or or (laughs) I can't speak today they're they're better at claiming both sides and just holding that honesty you're really good at it and a lot of our friends are really good at being honest people but when people pretend to be something they're not, it's just like, not that I can't ever be fake. Sometimes I'm fake to a bitch. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I've, uh, I've been with my girlfriend now for three months and I've still Aww. not farted in front of her. Lindsay, right? My last name. Yeah, Hi, yeah, yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. So, so it's funny. Uh, that was such a valley girl. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, girl. but, but, uh, when I comments is coming here, uh, Julian McCullough, he, him and I grew up together. He told me, he goes, you know, we fart in our sleep. Right. And I'm like, what? Like, I never even thought like, like I he just woke told, myself up from yeah, a fart. One I did. Time. I did. Yeah. And so because of the comic that I talked about earlier got me sick and completely like my stomach and I passed out well, but off medicine and I woke myself up and she was just sitting there watching TV. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry about that. She's like, it's okay. Like I go, that was like the icebreaker. Did she fart yet in front of you or no? No, no. Or at least not that I know of. I'm a woman's rights person, but I don't know how, how fast or like, I don't know if I'd be able to fully fart comfortably yet in front of my boyfriend. Like I want to get there in terms of my confidence. But I know you said you're like, that's a real thing, but you're still like, uh, yeah, I wake up in the morning, I go to the gym and that's, Yeah. Do you fart when you work out at the gym? No, but I do number two in the bathroom because I don't want to do it number two. Really? Yeah. Yeah, see, I think about things like that. I'm like, would I? I think like you have to hit a certain point. If you were living with each other for a number of years you, yeah. there, and you got like the stomach virus one time, like that's by, when all By a that... number of years, do you mean 10? Because I don't see that happening anytime soon. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> this has been fun, huh? <laughs> see, Joel. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, before we go, I just want to say one thing about a Facebook thing and then we can do our plugs. Um, my son. So he, he has like a ton of middle school friends and I guess like a week or two ago, they like included me on their like group FaceTime call. I felt so cool. Like I, I shouldn't, some of them listen. So this is probably going to make me less cool. Like saying how cool it made me feel. Right. Kind of like we'll ruin it. Yeah. But I just felt like part of the gang. So he FaceTimed me while he was with his friends? Yeah, they so all they were to all in the same me. spot. Well, one of his friends, I won't mention her name, but like she's, I love her and I've known her since she was little, but she was having this recurring nightmare about a, a math teacher and she was like, you were in my dream and like you helped save me from him. And I was like, I'll always fucking save you from these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I'm all about the astral realm. I'm very busy in that realm, helping out a lot of people. Yeah. So I'm like, that was fucking me. And I will take down any teacher you need me to take down. So I won't shut out your name. I, I think she does listen sometimes, but I got you for real. That's pretty cool. 
I, I felt I was so honored and I just like, you know, my son, he's now 13 and I'm not as cool as I used to be to him. So when, when that, when those kinds of things happen, it like really means a lot and makes me well, happy. He used to be your road dog. I know he was my, he was my bestie. He was my road dog. And, um, turns out if you, if your mom does a lot of vagina jokes and puts out a rap song called Lady game, it's not so much fun. <laughs> and I knew this was going to come. You know what I mean? I yeah. knew this was going to happen. And uh, it did. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. So he, he realized he can make choices in life. Yeah, he's like, ooh, that you know. He, I think he's like pretty like my necklace. Just I'll fix that. I think he is very accepting of me and wouldn't want me to change who I am. But at the same time, like I get it. Like if my mom was doing vagina jokes, that would probably not be my favorite thing, you know. So, but I also have to do me. I just have to figure out the balance of all of it. But um. Yeah, it just made me feel good to be like included and respected, and all of his friends listen to. Okay. Yeah, Lady Game. I don't know if they actually like it or if they're just making fun of me, but it's getting clicks either way. It's getting. <laughs> I hope they actually really like it because, like, some of the, like they like some of the girls were saying they did, and I'm like, it's just like if any middle schooler said they were listening to it, I I wouldn't know exactly how to feel, but like knowing that it's like. My son's friends, I'm like, man, I might have really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny. that uh, Back um, when Howard Stern was on Terrestrial Radio, they said the average um, listener that loved him would listen for two hours, but the average listener that hated him listened for three. Oh. So, so it's, it's funny, like you're, you're at that analogy, you're like, I don't know if they're listening because they like it or they're making fun of me, but either way. I don't know, yeah. They are listening. I'll tell you what, I hope my son does not listen to my stuff because I do talk about my life in a certain way. But like, I often think about Howard Stern. I'm not comparing myself to him in terms of fame or something. Oh, oh no, no. I was just giving that stat. Yeah. But I think about him a lot in the sense of, you know, a man who really like pushed the envelope oh, and yeah. And like creativity. talked a lot about sexuality and has kids. And I know that I'm a woman, not a man, but it's like, I don't know. I also just feel like Sexuality is such an innate part of all of us, and I'm a person who would rather be honest and talk about shit than like pretend I don't have a vagina and right. be like, "Oh my!" Like I would never talk about that. Like, like bitch, you got pregnant five times. Like, don't act like right. Like you ain't fucking. You know what I mean? So I'd rather. And I I've been celibate for like four years. Oof. That's a whole other thing. But like. <laughs> So, You're gonna drop that dead fish in my lap. Right I know, before I'm like, we... and time to wrap it up. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I in actually, closing, <laughs> I don't even like, I don't even use sex in a way at this point in my life to like fill the void or like recklessly at all. And yet, like because I put it or put out a song or talk about vaginas, it's like I feel like I'm treated like a whore. And it's like I ain't even like that. All right, I'm gonna wrap this up before this gets even. <laughs> April 18th, uh, Kate Wolf will be headlining. 11th, 11th. Oh, 11th. <laughs> Unless I have Corona on the 11th and have to switch it to the 18th. No, I'm joking. No, I don't know why I just did that. That's hilarious. 11th. April 11th, catch me. The 411. That's at, the 411. That's the 411. What is the 411? Look at that. The four. If you want the 411 on 411, yeah. you come to Soul Joel's Comedy Club. That'll be my first plug, and then I'm gonna let you plug, and then I'll come back. But yes, please come out. Then it's awesome. Yeah. Royers Ford. Royers Ford, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. No, just uh, go on, uh, on Facebook or Instagram and follow us, uh, Soul Joel's. I go to souljoels.com um, to see all the upcoming dates, and and please let's help sell out uh, Kate's show on 
411, April 11th. 411. Yeah, tickets are only $20 and it's BYOB and bring your own food. People can't believe it. They're like, did I read this right? Because I can't believe people even read. They show up and they're like, where's the bar? And I'm like, I may or may not eat your food right off your plate. Depends what mood I'm in. Let's yeah. spread the corona. You know what I'm saying? Yep. See you there. Get a corona, spread the corona. Okay, I'm done. No. <laughs> Yeah, tickets are only twenty dollars, and, and uh, anything you want to eat and, uh, or drink during the show, we ask that you enjoy. It. Uh, we ask that you bring it. So find Soul Joel's on Facebook and Instagram. Everyone follow him and the whole club on there. Please. Now, if you would like a healing, if you want a gangster ass healing from a from a bitch who knows how to find the peace amongst chaos, my email is kwolf two f's twenty seven at gmail dot com. Um. Yes. Oh, and then the first recording is at Stress Factory, March 29th, 7 o'clock. Tickets available on the website. And follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at the Kate Wolf. And I think that's, that's it for now. Those are my, my plugs. All right. Thank you, Joel, for coming on. This is fun. We'll do it again. Can't wait. Peace. <laughs>